Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 Anajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. I know football and I know people. And I can tell by his body language that he's an eye guy and he's a finger pointer because he always throws other people under the bus. He never takes accountability. When you're the quarterback and why you get all the money and all the cheese on your taco, even though you may not be as responsible for the winning as other people, is because you're supposed to be the guy that's always going to say things right. You're supposed to be the CEO of the organization. He is not that, and he needs to look at himself and mature a little bit and grow the hell up before he starts having a hissy fit like a little baby. How's Bart Scott? Who was he talking about, though? Um, Any guesses? He didn't say it, but... I know. I was trying to think of that. I was kind of listening to him rant more than I was thinking of the context. I'm thinking two things. Either Ben Simmons or James Harden. Um, think about the NFL. Oh, it was an NFL take? Yep, that's okay. <laughs> was he talking about Aaron? Nope. Well, we might do this all day, so I'll just let you know it was indeed one Kyler Murray. Oh, oh yeah, I wouldn't have got that. Well, you know the. the I didn't listen close enough. That's fair. I thought it was still it was a good good take. I had to get it in. Um, it's football at five, man. That it football is football at five on a Friday. On a Friday, beautiful day. Well, you know, we had a nice Florida week, didn't we? I, I don't know. I stay inside a lot. Uh, <laughs> Rumor has it when I was driving, it wasn't raining. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Brent Martin, Casey Kurtz. Uh, let me know when Austin jumps in. I probably should remind him. Probably shouldn't do that because I haven't heard from him yet. Yeah, he's all over the place probably. So let me just double check him. Uh, I'll tell him call when you can. Hey, I want to get something. I I had to push off because well, we had a lot of fun conversations on the high school ranks there. That was awesome to have uh, Coach Plummer on from Fletcher as they won the state championship. And then also... Uh, uh, the uh, Kevin Sullivan, of course, talking about high school football. Creekside uh, won one at halftime, by the way, in the girls' soccer state championships. Uh, so very cool. Uh, we will continue to monitor that game, hopefully have a result by the end. Hopefully it ends up with the Knights on top. But before all that, we were talking about the Saudi League and the PGA Tour. And have any other leagues been put in danger by another league potentially coming in? And when I was talking about this with Casey earlier, the thing that came to mind was the USFL, but you got to go all the way back to, like, the early 80s for that. When the big players like Herschel Walker and, and others were trying to establish this USFL and a rival league. Now, if you go way back, you've got the AFL and the NFL merger, of course, and you have the ABA and the NBA merger, which was... Um, you know, or they were rival leagues for some time. So much so that it, Artis Gilmore, it took him forever to get in the Hall of Fame because they wouldn't acknowledge the statistics of the ABA, a league that he dominated, and then later played in the NBA and did well too. So it took longer for him to get into the Pro Basketball Hall of Fame uh, because of that. So I, I just wonder if we'll ever see one of these real big leagues, these institutions, the NFL, the NBA, uh, Major League Baseball, NHL, uh, and PGA Tour, uh, the, the tennis um, have these have a rival league that actually would work, and that would threaten it. And for a moment here, it looked like this Saudi thing might be able to at least have us think about that. 
in golf, but I'm not sure that's happened. I don't think it's happened. I don't feel like it's happening. And I think the PGA Tour is in good shape, despite what Greg Norman says as of now. Uh, let's bring in Action Sports Shacks Austin Lane, live from Dallas right now. And I'll keep you on this topic, and then I'll ask you about the fight and how you feel and everything else. But I'm, I'm just throwing this at you, Austin Lane. Do we yeah. ever get a rival league to, to, to hurt or try to damage or compete with one of the big entities we have in, in sports today, and at least in America. Yeah, um, that's a good call. You know, I think the NFL, I mean, it's, it's, it's way too big right now to be challenged. Um, you know, same thing with the NBA. Um, you know, I think the NHL, you know, it's, to me, it's all about tradition, Brent. You know, and uh, I think it's hard to come up with a new look of something and just say, hey, we're going to throw a lot of money at you. It's all about the money. It's going to work out. You know, like it's just it's not that easy. So I would say not anytime soon. I, I'll give you two examples, okay? And I'll give you three, actually. And one of them's in your sport. So I'll give you three okay. examples of, of one on the mainstream first. That is college football. Does college football kind of compete against itself, in essence? Does it take those four or five big conferences and say, hey, we're doing our own thing, and the rest of the NCAA is doing their thing. It wouldn't necessarily be, it'd be a little bit outside of what I'm talking about, but it would be close to it, right? I mean, you basically got two Division Ones now competing in some way, shape, or form against each other, probably for TV rights and other things. Now, maybe those sure. big five, those Power Five, so big that it kind of feels like the NFL in a spring league. You know, that could be the no, case, or, or D-League in the NBA. Yeah, I mean, th this is true, but I guess you have to get what, what you want out of it. You know, is this about the money or is it about the notoriety of winning championships? Because if it's about championships, I mean, you had a school in Cincinnati who was outside the Big Five who, you know, went to the Final Four this year in the college football playoff. Now, they didn't win it, but they still got that notoriety. Now, it doesn't always happen like that. Obviously, UCF, um, it didn't happen for them. But, I mean, if you're talking about more primarily money, then absolutely. I, I do think it's an arms race in terms of, you know, the, the bigger schools um, and who's going to tune in to watch them. But I think if it's more about the notoriety of who's the best team in the country, who's winning the championships, then I think it is more of a level playing field as long as you have the strength of schedule to go with it. And thankfully this year Cincinnati did. Let me stay on this with Austin Lane, who's in Dallas. Uh, I'll, I'll stay on this from one vantage point. It's currently happening although sport and entertainment is mixed on the wrestling front, right? But WWE and AEW, we're kind of seeing it. And we saw it back yeah. in the day, right, with WCW a bit. So I, I guess that's the best example right now of, of an entity that was so big and somebody coming in and saying, hey, I can do this too and take a piece of your pie. No, I mean, that's a great point. You know, I mean, obviously, I think in terms of ratings, you know, WWE is still doing their thing, but obviously AEW now is um, is trying to give them a run for their money, you know. And I think AEW is still a company that's growing. I mean, it reminds you of when it was the WWE and TNT back in the day with Nitro and um, WCW. You know, like that 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 was a full fledged battle. That was back and forth between between ratings because you know it, it was so close, and it was almost to the point where. Um, each company couldn't afford to have an off night. You know, they always had to have something fresh, new, and exciting. And that's kind of where wrestling is going right now, where with WWE, they kind of did get complacent a little bit. They did get stagnant because you didn't have anybody pushing them. And now AEW, who you know has signed some old WWE talent, um, is doing big 
big things with those names. I do think it is competitive. You know, I mean, in terms of WrestleMania happening in a year like that or in a couple months, that's still like the that's still like the headlining thing. You know, like nothing's going to touch WrestleMania right now and what the WWE can do. But I think Tony Khan has done a decent job of pushing the WWE, and obviously they've taken notice. All right, I'll give you one more, and you're in it. Uh, in the fight world, in the cage, uh, how about UFC and Bellator? Does Bellator have a chance to to catch? I mean, in, in the casual viewer or casual mind like myself, I think UFC. I don't think Bellator. I know a little bit about Bellator basically because I do a show with you every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, you know, when it comes to, to, to fighting, see, this one could be a game changer just because you know, we we call the sport mixed martial arts, but you're also a prize fighter. And when you're a prize fighter, it's about making money. Obviously, when you have smaller promotions like a 1FC or now Bellator, who's, you know, done a great job growing, um, there are possibilities to make more money um, in those situations. I just think right now the way it stands, still the biggest fighters in the world, the household names, are still fighting for the UFC. I mean, I think what it would take to get an even playing field, if it was like some monumental move where all of a sudden like Conor McGregor says he's going to Bellator. Now, that would never happen because Dana White would never allow him to do that. But, like, that's what it's going to take to try to even the playing field, I think, in mixed martial arts. I think, you know, Dana White overall, he kind of has a monopoly right now in terms of just the name, the brand, um, and the best fighters. Not to say Bellator doesn't have great fighters themselves, but I think from a roster top to bottom, UFC obviously has them beat in every single division. All right, Austin Lane with us from the Big D from Dallas. Uh, got a fight on Sunday. Appreciate you joining us. Tell us about the last couple of days uh, here. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Flying solo without you. Safe travels. You yeah. got out there okay. Now what happens over the next 48 hours? Yeah, now next 48 hours, you know, just kind of hanging out. Um, I got a nice cryotherapy session right before I called, so that's why I was a few minutes late. But that went good. Went to the Dallas um, uh uh, the, the aquarium uh, earlier today, so that was really cool. Got to see, uh, we saw flamingos, we saw manatees, uh, some dolphins, sharks. Oh, and they, they had a harpy. You ever see a harpy eagle in person? No. What is that? Uh, l- 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 let me tell you. And I thought it was an aquarium, but they also had kind of have like a, a zoo, and thankfully it was mostly inside because it's like 30-something degrees here today. Oh. But, uh, but a harpy eagle is like just like a giant eagle that has kind of like this mask hat thing going on. Um, it, it was literally the most scariest creature I've probably ever seen in my entire life in person. Uh, and and it, it was worth the price of admission alone. Like, here, I'm thinking I'm going to the aquarium to see some manatees and stuff. And I think that uh, the Harpy Eagle took the show, Brent. Go ahead and Google that later. I will. I'll have to look it up and see what it is. I've never heard of that, I don't think. Uh, yeah. So did you bring the fam out there? Because I hear it's Ronan's birthday today. It is Ronan's birthday. So, no, unfortunately, we, we did not bring the family out Um you know, my wife had to work, and Ronan had school, so we actually celebrated Ronan's birthday. Well, he's got two birthdays now because we celebrated one on Wednesday, uh, where I gave him some of, uh, of the gifts that I got him, and then my mom, uh, his grandmother, um, is there right now with my wife, then, and they're celebrating another birthday. So unfortunately, um, I couldn't be there in person, but obviously, I'll be facetiming them later on. I uh, wish them happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday, Ronan, uh, seven, seven years old, man. Oh, seven's a life. great age. Seven's a great oh, yeah. age. That's awesome. I hope you have a great day, Ronan. I hope you're listening, and I hope you have a really good weekend, pal. Uh, Happy birthday to Ronan, seven years old. That's awesome. Um, All right, bud, what's up? Uh, You you got the weigh-in tomorrow. Obviously, you're a heavyweight. You don't have to worry about what you're eating tonight for dinner. Um, So that's easy, right? 
No, without a doubt. I mean, and we're kind of by some some pretty solid barbecue spots, so <laughs> going to probably take it easy on the brisket. But, um, you know, there's nothing wrong with like, some like turkey or something like that, too. So I don't get something like too heavy or too sugary uh, to kind of make me feel just, you know, nauseous. But I'm going to eat pretty well tonight. I am, you're, aren't you a sushi the night before the fight guy? So I'm a sushi the night before a fight guy, and I've kind of already pinpointed some locations. Um, unfortunately, like where we're at, it's a lot more of just barbecue and uh, like, you know, tacos and burritos and things like that. But I did find a couple of sushi spots. I'm going to make sure they have the proper reviews because the last thing I want to do is eat a sketchy, su- you know, at a, a sketchy sushi spot and then get sick before the fight. So I'm going to do my due diligence, make sure it's ready to roll. Oh, very good. Yeah, be careful of that, but you'll be fine. Don't worry. Don't even think about that. Oh, I don't think like that. No, it all tastes good. Uh, <laughs> hey, I, you're on a roll lately. Do you feel yeah. like you're in? Do you feel like you're on a roll? I think when you do, you, what, like, listen, I'm a baseball and softball. If you go play three games in three days, you can be on a roll over 10 at-bats, 12 at-bats, and feel good. You're in a fighting yeah. world where you fight, like, once every six weeks sometimes, maybe even longer, yet you're in this yeah. stretch where you're good. Like, are you in, like, a happy place where you feel like you've kind of found your spot, your slot, like, as a fighter? Because it's been a nice run here. Yeah, you know, it's crazy because... Man, I'd say probably a couple of weeks ago, my coach has asked, actually asked me about that. And he goes, man, can you believe that we've already had 20-something fights, you know, as an wow. amateur and pro? And <laughs> I turned to him, I'm like, excuse me? 20 fights? And, like, <laughs> I, it, just, it, didn't, it didn't dawn on me, you know? Um, because it's not something, I don't know, it, it's weird. Like, if you ask me the question, do I sound like, like I feel like I'm in a groove right now? I mean, I feel great because I, I haven't lost in a while, so... Um, you know, I don't have like that, that taste of, of that, that stench of defeat on me. So, um, yeah, I, I do feel good from that standpoint. But like, you know, the, that's the great uh, thing about MMA is that there's always room to grow and there's always room to progress. So, like, I'm I'm satisfied with my my body of work which I've done the past couple of fights. But um, but I'm nowhere complacent at it. You know, I mean, I'm I'm trying to showcase the best um, Austin that I can this Sunday, and then you know, gonna go from there. So. Um, you know, I don't really have time to reflect on it a lot, but, you know, when it's all said and done one day and I'm sitting on the porch, then I'll probably reflect a little more. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I mean, obviously, you haven't hit your ceiling is your point. I mean, you've got a ways yeah. you you, got, you can get higher. Um, this is supposed to, when we talked earlier in the week, this fight Sunday night in Dallas uh, is, it could be a very big fight, but it also uh, could have a lot of entertainment value. Both of you guys like to throw blows, right? And uh, you're probably yeah. not going to see a lot of wrestling in this fight, uh, I would suspect. And this is a very amateur analysis of a fight by me. Um, but, like, this could be an entertaining fight. Do you look forward to when you're facing a guy that also wants to go after knockouts? Yes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and that was fantastic analysis, by the way. Uh, you should get you in the UFC fight pass. Yeah, I got to get, I gotta get in the cage first just as the Iceman before I graduate to that. <laughs> There we go for sure. Um, yeah, these these types of fights are, are the exciting ones for me. You know, not to say like my, my last fight against Juan Adams wasn't exciting, um, but I thought it was going to go a different way when I fought Juan. You know, like I understood that he was a wrestler, but I, 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 I thought I had it in my, my mind that he was going to try to strike with me just because from the gym that he's from and just because that he's trying to make a statement. Well, it didn't really go down like that. It is what it is. Thankfully, he still got the win. This fight coming up here, I I know it's going to be a striking battle. Not to say I'm not versed on, on the ground or not versed in grappling as well, but I, I'm expecting a striking battle, and and that's what I live for. You know, um, because I, I always tell you this, 
I love to feel like I'm in a fight. And if that means I got to get punched in the face a couple times or I got to get kicked in the chest with some bruised ribs or a, or a busted up shin, um, then so be it. Because those are the fights that I look forward to. You know, I, I always say my perfect fight would be an absolute five-round war just to see who wants it more. Unfortunately, when you're heavyweights, you don't really go five rounds in terms of a war because usually one of those punches is going to land on someone's shin and that guy's going to go to sleep. So you don't ever really see like a traditional five-round just all-out war. Um, but that's what I always envision, and that's what I train for in the gym, um, and that's what I'm going to try to do you know, on Sunday. Well, we're, we'll have some extra CBD oil just in case uh, early next week in the studio. <laughs> um, uh, the you, you One of the reasons you won your last fight, though, is because of uh, your cardio, and you yeah. were able to last, and, and you could have kept going. Uh, mm -hmm. is, that, is that less important in a fight where both guys like to throw down? No, it's, it's actually probably more important to tell you the truth. You okay. know, um, in, the, in the Matt Juan Adams fight, you know, in terms of cardio, um, I was successful with my cardio because I didn't panic. You know, in some of my past fights, when I found myself on the back and I'm in a bad position, I, I would have tried to muscle everything out and I would have panicked. Um, and that fight was the first fight where I kind of felt more comfortable. I don't want to say I felt comfortable being on my back because you should never feel comfortable being on your back. But I just felt calm. Uh, I, I want to say, like, I, I saw everything. I could hear my coach the entire time. I knew how much time there was. So I was just in a good place of zen um, in a bad position. When you're striking the entire time, if anybody has ever been sparring knows this, um, if you get punched, you know, whether it's in the face, whether it's in the chest, whether you get kicked in the leg, that will zap some of your strength. That will zap some of your cardio just because there's a, there's a moment of panic there. You know, when, when you get punched, there, there's like that moment of, oh, you know, so you kind of tense up a little bit, and that kind of takes your cardio away a little bit. So I am excited um, for this fight because it's kind of like a new thing of cardio now. But the last fight was more of, okay, cardio on the ground, jiu-jitsu, grappling, um, very strenuous, you know, using your, your entire body. This fight is going to be a lot more mental in terms of cardio. Of, okay, can you absorb the damage? Can you keep going forward? Um, can you see the punches coming, and can you return those punches properly? That's what I'm excited for. Can okay, Casey, put that on the quote board. A, a good place of zen in a bad position. I kind of like that. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> like that. That was very good. So uh, Thank you. All right. Uh, lastly, do you look forward to the the – post-fight, after the win now, watching whatever Casey produces while he watches the fight <laughs> coming off the last one. Man, that's, <laughs> that's probably what I'm looking forward to the most. Yeah, oh uh, you got to live you know, up like, to it, Casey. <laughs> well, and here's the thing. I mean, the, the guy came out of the gate so hard and so fast. Like, I have no idea what, what he has planned for this next one. Um, but lo and behold, I'm going to have like a special burner cell phone just by the cage. So right when the fight's <laughs> over, I'm going to go to the cell phone and be like, all right, Casey, what, what do you got for me? <laughs> well, wow, that might add to the video. It might add to the production value, Casey. The pressure's high. I'm just going to let you know. The pressure is high. Now i got ideas running through my head. Um, all right. Hey, let's let you go. Have a good night and, um, and uh, kick some ass on Sunday, huh? Will do, guys. I appreciate it. All right. Uh, have a good fight. We'll talk to you on Monday. I'll talk to you guys later. Thank you. All right. That's uh, Austin Lane. He'll be back. Uh, actually, he'll be flying back Monday. I'll be at the Combine, but he'll check in with us Monday uh, and hopefully coming off uh, a win uh, in the cage on Sunday night in Dallas. I think we had it up on the screen, and we have had it on the screen, and I don't know if it says exactly how you can watch it, but it's basically UFC Fight Pass, right, Casey? Yeah, UFC Fight Pass to find it. 
uh, Austin, if you haven't seen on the stream. He will be the main event, so uh, it will be the last fight of the night. The main card, it looks like, starts at uh, 5.30 here in Florida, so you just got to ride that out. Uh, I think last time it was around 8. I, I think he Sounds said it's right. probably going to be eight, 8-ish or 8 to 9 o'clock. Um, I think it starts 5 o'clock central time out there. So I think we're talking probably more like 9 o'clock on Sunday for his fight. It just depends uh, what goes on before him. So be ready in the evening time nonetheless. I'm telling you, man, these are emotional times for me. Like, there's a lot of stress in my life right now. Yeah. I got Kaylee playing softball. I got yeah. Ty playing baseball. Mm -hmm. And Austin fighting, man, takes kind of it weighs on my mind. Uh, yeah. Um, like, I'm confident, but anytime you enter the cage, man, you never know what's going to happen. And uh, this is a big fight, so I don't want to root too hard. I don't want it too much. You know, I don't want it too bad. I got to stay level-headed. Uh, well, see, I, I wanted that bad, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I want it for Austin. I, I, not for well, me, obviously. But absolutely. I, yeah. No, I'm invested. Like, I, I, I hear what you're no, saying. that's what I'm saying. I'm invested, too. Like, this plays with my mind. I'm glad I'm not fighting. Oh, yeah. Oh, I kind of wish I was. It's way harder watching than it is playing. But well, I, I am glad I'm not fighting. Have you been punched in the face like no, that? No, no, I am glad. I, I kind of meant, like, baseball and softball. Oh, okay. Um, but I, I yeah, definitely glad I'm not fighting. Yes, yeah, same here. I couldn't <laughs> handle it. I'd also let everybody down, keep in mind. Uh, you know, I just realized something as I'm watching Fletcher take uh, batting practice here at softball. What do we got? It's Fletcher against Creekside tonight in softball. Fletcher, state champs in soccer this afternoon, and the Creekside Knights just went up 2-1 to one in oh, girls' soccer in the second half. We could have a battle of the state champion soccer teams this afternoon on the softball diamond. That is so how about that? Probably some, some friends, symmetry. obviously, on the teams going between yeah. the two teams. So that's, uh, that's interesting. Kaylee pitching tonight, or what's going on? Yeah, she'll be pitching. Uh, she she she'll be pitching. She faced these guys a few times last year. They're good. Fletcher's a good team. Uh, so this should be a really good game tonight uh, here. And I don't know as much. Uh, boys Creekside West play St. Augustine. I don't know as much about St. Augustine in baseball, but uh, I think uh, every game's going to be a fight for our Creekside Knights on the baseball diamond. <laughs> Uh, so, hey, let's uh, welcome in uh, Captain Rick right now, Florida Sportsman Fishing Report, on another beautiful Friday. I tell you what, Captain Rick, I hope the fishing's as good as the weather has been this week. We talked about so many you bad you can, things, and, and this has been beautiful. You can sign me up for both. You can sign me up for the fishing right now and the weather right now. I tell you, just a gorgeous two-day stretch on the ocean, flat, calm, fish biting, Roger Walker, and uh, his girlfriend, Tracy, were out sheep's head fishing this morning out offshore on the wrecks. Didn't do great, but had some big fish. And with next week's big uh, sheep's head tournament coming up, that's good news. Now, uh, there are some fiddler crabs at most of the camps. I know there's a lot of guys who are going to want a sheep's head fish tomorrow. But out in the blue water, well, I tell you what, there's a lot to pull you out there, too. The tuna are biting. The uh, mahi are biting pretty good. Uh, Robert Johnson on the Jody Lynn today, I believe he had four mahi to go along with eight or nine tunas and a bunch of kingfish. Well, I don't know why the kingfish have been so far offshore lately, but but they're stacked up on the ledge, it seems like. Inshore, Captain David Borey's had his limit of reds by 9 o'clock this morning. Uh, my next-door neighbor went out today and said reds were just everywhere, Jerry Jersonek, and uh, he had his limit. Almost everybody had their limit of reds. It's going to be good tomorrow. It might even be good on Sunday. We got another cold front coming, but Brent, I think we got two more days at least that the guys will be able to choose whether they want to fish inshore or offshore. 
that's why we live in Florida on February, in February. As for me, I'll be back on Monday with another fishing report brought to you by Workman's Quick Fix Plumbing and CSS Landscaping. Thank you, Brent. Captain Rick, have a good weekend, man. We'll uh, listen to you tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Thank you, Captain Rick Riles, Florida Sportsman Fishing Report, 7 a.m. on ESPN 690 tomorrow morning, each and every day on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Uh, weather is certainly nice, and I'll tell you what else is nice. The Creekside Knights just scored another. It's 3-1 to one now. Wow in girls soccer so 20 minutes left to go three for three for the area st john's country day won a state title wednesday night down in the land earlier today fletcher wins duval's first ever state championship in girls or boys soccer one to nothing win over lords and now creekside trying to keep the 7a hardware right here on longleaf fine parkway for three years in a row bartram did it two consecutive years this time it's creekside's turn they're up three to one in girls soccer in the state championship game against Cypress Bay. So good news on all fronts uh, on this girls soccer scene. High school sports uh, championship season, really fun to follow right now. And uh, hopefully they can close it out. 20 minutes left to go. We'll try to close out a week here on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. When we come back and head into the weekend, we'll be right back. Talking like they Johnny Badass. And now I'm rooting for Ben Simmons to come in there. Last I checked, Ben Simmons plays a uh, point guard, right? Some type of guard, right? And Danny Green at 6'6 with no moves, a, a wet J, but no moves, plays the same position. How about I lock that guy up, coach? How about give me that guy, and I'll show you that he's a bum in comparison to me at 25 years old, a defensive stalwart, and a point guard who can dish the dime like Irvin Magic Johnson. How dare you think I'm afraid of you, Danny Green? Get the hell out of here. Who the hell are you? It's going to be tough. I'm bigger than all you punks. That's fine. And guess what? I got Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving with me. Bart <laughs> Scott on a roll this week, huh? He's had a good week. He's had a good week now. Tell you what. I, I do think it's interesting, like, okay, so if you take Bart Scott, right, and, and what he just said. Yep. And... Like, you know how, like, the old athlete says, uh, uh, like, you never played. Who's this guy talking about like this? Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Well, he sounds like that guy. Now, I find it interesting that a former athlete doesn't relate to the athletes and is willing to kind of go all media guy on the athlete, given that he knows what he's been through. You know? Yeah, like, I think, it's hard, I think it's hard for athlete-turned analyst or athlete-turned radio host to really go after an athlete because they understand and they've been in their shoes. And so it's pretty interesting to hear Bart Scott kind of like have some pretty strong takes today going after some guys. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, you got to make that move. Like that's why he's got a gig right now and able to do it on ESPN. But uh, it's just it's an interesting thing to hear because Bart Scott, if somebody said that about, especially Bart Scott, if somebody said that same thing about Bart Scott, his reaction would he would have been like he would have gone off the rails on somebody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. If, if WFAN in, in New York somebody says that about Bart Scott when he was playing in there, he'd be like, "What the hell are you talking?" You know? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So it's pretty interesting. He's now that guy. <laughs> you do what you got to do. In a sense, uh, 13 minutes to go for the Creekside Knights as we give you play-by-play almost on uh, girls' soccer action. St. John's Country Day already a winner. Fletcher already a winner. And Creekside uh, looking good, 3-1 to one, with 13 minutes 
to go. Uh, and it's only just a short ride back uh, from the land. So um, they could get a hero's welcome when they come back here at the Creekside High School because there will be plenty of activity. And Holy's baseball and softball, most likely, uh, will still be going on. We'll show you some of the highlights, by the way, of the girls' soccer and the send-offs and everything else uh, coming up tonight. I'll be live from here at 6.50 on Fox 30 and then 10.30 and 11 o'clock on Fox 30 and CBS 47. Uh, we'll even add some boys' uh, basketball. There's a lot of games. So a lot going on in high school right now. And, uh, of course, selfishly, it's a little bit of the world we live in, but also a very fun thing to cover if you're in our industry anyway so a uh, combination of both worlds for yours truly uh you know what else has uh, been fun to kind of talk about and cover is what's going on at palm beach autographs mm -hmm. these next uh, couple of days and last night mike tyson they, they had a line hundreds deep for mike tyson last night at the avenues mall uh put on by palm beach autographs and tonight it's it's uh pete rose tomorrow it's rick flair and flair is a is quite the draw by the way um, here in Jacksonville, which shouldn't surprise people. But who do you think would be the bigger draw? Of Pete the Rose or Ric Flair? Um, Tyson's going to take the cake, right? Yeah. Uh, who, who would be the bigger draw of the two, uh, Flair or Pete Rose? I think here in Jacksonville, I think I would have to go Ric Flair due to, obviously there's lots of good baseball here with the Jumbo Shrimp High School as well. In college, but I think Ric Flair probably takes the cake in a place where there's no Major League Baseball team. Yeah, I think, uh, by the way, that's pretty astute of you. I think you're right. Uh, I think there's also a couple other factors, one being that Pete Rose, like, if you drive through any city in America, you might be able to get his autograph. Yep. There is that. There is that. If you, <laughs> you visited, that. if you visited Las Vegas in the last 20 years, he was there. Yeah, if you visited Cooperstown, he was also there. Also true. Um, so it's not like a hard autograph to get. Agreed. Uh, and I don't know how hard Ric Flair is, but it can't be as easy as Pete Rose. <laughs> no, yeah, that's true. I think if Ric Flair does a lot of, like, comic conventions and wrestling conventions and stuff like that, but, I mean, that's, you know, finding the convention it has to be in your area. He has to be on the list. you got to buy a ticket to get in. Then you got to buy a ticket to meet Ric Flair. This is so much simpler if you haven't done it. you just got to show up to the mall, buy your ticket. You don't have to go through all the Comic-Con mess, and there you are. Does Pete Rose... I said this yesterday when we were talking about some of this stuff, about character versus player. Mm -hmm. Pete Rose is a player. He's really an interesting dilemma for, I think, a lot of people. Because especially if you were, in the, you were living in the 70s and could watch TV and, and, and you followed baseball, I mean, how could you not appreciate the way that guy played the game, right? He played the game so hard. And he is the hit king. He was really good. And so that's what you remember. But after that, it's like, ugh, Pete. Like, why are you saying this? Why are you doing this? Why, yeah. You know, so it's kind of a I, – I, I think it's a, it's a dilemma as a sports fan sometimes when you have that. I mean, Pete, uh, Mike Tyson was that dilemma, by the way. But he has kind of changed to become like this sympathetic person in a way and a sympathetic figure. Um, and I, I think like even – we've done this with Tiger Woods a little bit. You can't celebrate some of the things that he's done off the golf course. But you sure as hell can celebrate what he's done on the golf course. Yeah. And so what, I, I, what I'm asking here is, is Pete Rose like one of the most disliked people in baseball history? He's not beloved. Right. I don't think he's hated. No, I mean. How would you describe it? Like, how would you characterize Pete Rose, his place, as from a fan perspective, um, when it comes to Major League Baseball and Pete Rose. Yeah, I think as a younger fan, uh, which is pretty much what I can do here, is 
I don't think there's a lot of hate from younger fans because of when everybody who's my age or a little bit older or a little bit younger can look at it from the standpoint of his playing career was obviously fantastic and then obviously the betting on baseball part of it. But I think you can, with how betting is now, he wasn't betting on his team to lose and throwing games. Like, that's how I look at it. Like, he wasn't throwing games. He was betting on his team to win, as he says. But I think I look at it a little differently. Like, I don't hate the guy. Um, beloved is an interesting word. I think for me, it's just totally an indifferent feeling. Like he was great. He was a great player and he should be in the hall of fame. That's how I feel about it. No hate as a baseball player on this side. I don't hate him as a person. Uh, some of those decisions, obviously, as you mentioned, uh, have been questionable, but no hate on this side. And I think he's looked at as just kind of a indifferent figure. Do you think, is he one of the players? If like, see, I always say, I've said this for a long time, love baseball. Uh, I do think this is starting to change. Like, I think people are going to want to live in the era that we just watched. Tom Brady, Tiger Woods, LeBron James, uh, even cross over to the Michael Jordans and, and you know, name them. Like, I can go up and down from Mike Trout to others. Um, I think it's that. I mean, Tyson, by the way. Yeah. Like, I think it's that kind of era. And now we could, I don't know what the delineation is, but maybe it's like 1995 or, or say 1990 to 2020. I, I don't know what it is. But if you took that same, uh, what I used to always say, is if you could give me a 20, 25, 30-year span in sports to go back and live in, I would always pick, like, the 40s to the 60s in baseball. Because, one, it was the glory days of baseball, and I'd love to feel that, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I'd love to feel what it felt like for baseball to feel what the NFL now feels like. I think it's very interesting, and we can't. We don't know what that is. Um, and I also think when you put the likes of Ted Williams, Joe DiMaggio, Mickey Mantle, the Roger Maris's of the world, uh, and, and bring in, like, the Bob Gibsons of the world, and I'm leaving a ton of people out. But yeah. to me, that is an, an era of sport where it's like, wow, that would have been really cool to go watch them play for $1.50 a ticket. You know? Yeah. Seriously. Like, that to me is, uh, I, I always say that. Um, so I guess what I would ask is, do a lot of people say, hey, I'd love to go back and watch the Big Red Machine. I'd love to go back and watch Pete Rose play. After all these years, is anybody thinking about Pete Rose that way or even the Big Red Machine that way? Or do we just not have as much appreciation as we should for what went on in the mid-'70s? In Cincinnati, Ohio. Yeah, I, I think that's interesting you brought it up because I just kind of thought of this while you were talking and it goes together well. When I think of, in my opinion, obviously, like the greatest baseball players of all time, it I, I don't know why, but Pete Rose doesn't come to mind. So then to answer your question, like I don't think baseball fans in my generation are sitting around saying, man, I could have watched, I really wish I would have watched the, or could have watched those teams play. Uh, to your point, I just don't think people think of it that way. Why? I don't really know because outside of Pete Rose, they also had other fantastic players that uh, were celebrated after their careers. But I personally don't think that's something that baseball fans my age, and I'm not saying, and I wonder how much it has to do solely with Pete Rose. All right, uh, real quick, it's got me thinking. Go NBA. You could go back and watch a player or generation or whatever. What would you pick? NBA? Yeah. Michael Jordan. Because when were you born? Uh, 97. Okay, well, so you missed it. It's interesting, though, 
I wonder how many people would say, like, Lakers-Celtics of the 80s. Because oh. that was awesome. And I was a kid then, mm-hmm. and that was, like, awesome. Really good. Like, crazy good. Uh, but I would also say, like, again, I grew up a Celtics fan, so I'm a little biased here. Like, I'd go back to the 60s Celtics. I mean, Bill Russell and Sam Jones and those guys, right? Yeah, that's I mean, call. that is an unbelievable run that those guys had. And, by the way, in the in the same time, you could, if you went back and lived during that era, to go back to what I was saying earlier, you could watch, like, John Wooden in UCLA. Yeah. I mean, you were watching dynasties left and right. It's a good call. You know? Uh, not that I'm even a huge fan of dynasties, but, okay, uh, NFL or football in general. So this one's kind of interesting. I would go back to, like, early, like prime Tom Brady, but I would actually pay attention to Tom Brady. Huh. Okay. I know it's a, weir- it's a weird yeah. answer, but that's what I would do. Well, that's, it's getting you born in 97. Like, I can see why you say something like that. For me, it would be everybody speaks so highly of Unitas. The way the game film is on the NFL, you know, on the old school stuff, it doesn't pop out like today where you're like, wow, look at that guy play. You know, yeah. like the style and everything. But people talk about Johnny Unitas like as one of the best ever. Like, I just don't have a feel for that. And, um, I mean, I just got to go on what people tell me or what I read. But even if I watched it, I'm not sure it's going to pop up. So, like, I wish I could have lived through that. By the way, you also would have got in that time frame, like the Joe Damoth guarantee and the Bradshaw Steelers. Mm-hmm. Right? So, I wish, like, especially doing what I do now, you have a better appreciation for some of that stuff. Um, NHL-wise, I don't know, really. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm just not that big a... I mean, if I could have watched Bobby Orr more growing up in New England, probably. Like, I think I saw some late stuff, Bobby Orr, because he played so long. But, uh, yeah, I would. Gordy it, Howe, like a lot of, I mean, he played forever. So you got, you'd be three different generations and see Gordy Howe. You would probably say Wayne Gretzky, I would think. Yeah, you would think, right. No, once again, going with an answer that I was alive for. Uh, one of my first hockey memories, 2004, when the Lightning won the Cup. But in the early 2000s and late 90s, you had, re- like, Mart- Martin Brodeur, uh, Patrick Wall, really good goaltending. And I was, like, two and three, so I can't obviously remember that. I think if I could watch that, understanding fully what those guys were doing in net, I would appreciate that. Uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, that's good. It's, it's an interesting answer based on uh, we're separated by about 20 years. So... Uh, but it also shows me that you wanting to watch some of the modern-day stuff shows you how great it is in the modern day. Yeah. And I keep being, I keep reminding ourselves of that. When Tom Brady retires, we're seeing, you know, the fall off or, or the kind of the exit of, of Tiger Woods as a force in golf. Uh, LeBron's about to exit here in the next couple of years. It's a reminder that we have had the privilege of seeing some of the greats of sport in this era the old person, by the way, and I respect this, it's okay, but the old guy doesn't want to admit that necessarily because they're like, ah, it wasn't better than when I watched this, this, and this. And they might be right to a degree, but if you want to start stacking up generations of athletes and and in totality how great they were, this last 20, 25-year run is going to be right up there with the best of them and debatable or maybe even take the cake. Absolutely. So, uh, that's what, to me, is fascinating about where we are uh, in our sports culture. All right, uh, we're going to take a break. Uh, Creekside Knights, by the way, girls soccer, I'll give you one more update. Is under four minutes to go. They're up 3-1. It really looks like, I don't want to jinx them, that they're going to win a state championship for the first time after Fletcher just did it today and St. John's Country Day did it Wednesday in girls soccer. St. John's Country Day, 11 in a row, by the way. Uh, first for Fletcher and Creekside, and that's about to go down. 
down there in the land. Casey, we'll give you an update of that. I'm getting out of here. Got to run and do some TV uh, from, uh, well, probably not the back of the pickup truck. Uh, but uh, have a good weekend, everybody. Good luck to Austin in his fight. We'll be from the Combine on Monday and Tuesday from Indianapolis. Let's hope it doesn't snow, but I'll see you from Indianapolis, Indiana on Monday. Have a good weekend, Casey. All right, man. All right. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Back after this. Just about a minute here to go. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Casey Kurtz with you. We do want to update you. We've been trying to the entire show, but we have an official result in girls soccer for the state championship, and it is celebration time for Creekside. They do get it done with a 3-1 to one final in that one. That'll be the third, one, two, three, third state title coming home in girls soccer this season. Creekside, the latest Fletcher earlier St. John's Country Day yesterday. So that's three titles for the Duval County area, two for Duval or one for Duval County, two for St. John's County. But nevertheless, exciting for both teams. Brent will have all that coming up on TV at 6.50 and then again at 10 and 11. He's down at Creekside, so hopefully he'll be there when the ladies return with their state title. That is exciting. Good luck to our guy Austin Lane, Fury FC in Dallas on Sunday. He will defend his belt and look for another win in his MMA career. That'll do it for us. We're back on Monday. Brent will be in Indy. I'll be here. We'll do it then. Austin Lane's back on Tuesday. Until then, have a great weekend. Have a great night. We'll talk to you Monday.